This is quite the subject, and it's an, it's a fascinating one. When I think of cloning animals, I think I only remember one. I go back about 25 years to Dolly the Clone Sheep. Um, that was a huge story. I think I did stories on it. I think Dolly died when uh, she was about six or seven, maybe not quite. Well, things have changed a lot since then. Just how much? Well, for a relatively hefty fee, you can clone your dog or cat. A service offered by a US-based company called Viagen, which started out cloning livestock. They do some of their work in Lethbridge, Alberta, um, but they do the cloning of the cats and dogs in upstate New York. Uh, they moved to household pets not that long ago. So who comes to them and why? And what is a cloned pet like? Joining me now is Viagen Client Service Manager, Milan Rodriguez, to tell us all about it. Welcome to the show. You're very welcome. I'm happy to be here. For those who, who may not know how far this may have progressed, I mean, I was thinking back to Dolly the sheep, and that goes back a, a long time, 25 years now. Um, how far along have we come in, in our ability to, to clone pets or clone animals? So you're right. I think the first thing that people think of when they hear the word cloning animals is Dolly the sheep. And that was 25 years ago. So as you can technology has really improved over the years. Viagen started out 20 years ago as a livestock cloning company. So we have cloned thousands of cattle and pigs and horses. And we started doing genetic preservation for pets 20 years ago. And that is the first step toward cloning. So just preserving cells from a pet that you may want to clone someday. So that was the only service that we offered for pets for quite some time. And we didn't start pet cloning until 2015. And our company really shifted focus from livestock over to pets. And since 2015, we've been, we've been cloning dogs and cats, and we continue to clone horses as well. And uh, the service is growing, as you can imagine. Um, pet owners, our, our pets are our family. And so it's it's a very big difference from cloning livestock to cloning pets. And it's, it's just a, an amazing experience. Because for, I mean, for people who may not know this, live, cloning livestock is common, right? That's right. I would say it's widely done in the livestock industry. You know, they the livestock industry was um, one of the first ones to use embryo transfer. So they've been using assisted reproductive technology for years. So it is quite more common in livestock. And pet owners are just really finding out about this. The first clone dog was done before we did it. It was cloned in a research setting many, many years ago. Um, so it's just really shifting now to commercial cloning. And uh, it's still this little secret that not many people know about. So it's it's definitely a growing business. So, so who, who are your clients? Without naming, I mean, in general terms, who, who comes to see you? Right. So the bulk of our clients are just people who really love their pets. I mean, we all love our pets, right? But there are certain pets that we have a special emotional connection with, and they're more like our family than a pet. Uh, a lot of our clients are ones that may not have ever had children of their own. So their pets are definitely more like their children. And those clients tend to have um, those funds available for cloning because they're not paying for a college education or a wedding and things like that. So they have this extra income that they could utilize for the actual cloning. Is there, I mean, when you clone a pet, and this is going to sound 
it might sound like a, like a bit of a dumb question, but how similar is the new pet to the old pet? So that's a really good question, actually. And the best way to think about what a cloned animal is, is it is a genetic identical twin. So just like human identical twins that are born at the same time, a clone is an identical twin that's born years apart. So it's really fascinating when you think about it that way. It's not that one embryo is splitting into two, like in conventional um, uh, identical twins, you know, like that's, that's how that happens with identical twins. Um, but the DNA from that original pet is put into an egg and essentially a cloned embryo is made. And then um, that embryo goes into a surrogate mother and that surrogate will gestate the embryo and will give birth to the puppy or kitten and they nurse it and they nurture that puppy or kitten until it's weaned. So the dog may have a different person. I mean, could ostensibly like identical twins can be very different people. The um, the dogs can have different personalities than say the one that they're cloned from. That That's right. And that's something that we do try to manage our client expectations. We're not um, reincarnating the animal. It is a genetic twin. So the potential is there for the dog or cat to have the same personality, just depending on what other environmental factors may influence that. So personality has a genetic component, but also an environmental component. We do know that um, temperament and intelligence have a very strong genetic component. So those are things that we see the most similar in cloned animals are the intelligence and temperament. I understand that some of your clients too are people who actually have pets who let's call it what they are nowadays in the Instagram world, they have famous pets. Right. So that's sort of a new category um, that we're shifting into. And um, you, you are seeing more and more of these pet influencers. So clients where their their pet is the Instagram star. And I myself have a cat who has his own Instagram page. He doesn't have a lot of followers yet. Um, but, um, you know, we, we love seeing pets on the Internet, right? It's very fascinating. And um, so what do you do when that pet that we love to look at every day is gone. So I think that that's an excellent application of this technology. So in a way, in that situation, you are sort of replacing that pet in a way, but it's a little bit of a different version of that original pet. So it's very interesting to see the similarities and the differences between the original and the clone. But I will say that, yes, more and more of the the Insta-famous uh, pets um, are, are coming toward cloning. I'm speaking with Milayan Rodriguez, Viagen's client service manager. Viagen is a company that provides pet cloning services to uh, to customers. I haven't asked you how much it costs. Uh, I think everyone would be curious to know how much it costs to, to clone a pet these days. So it, the cost varies by species. So to clone a dog, it's fifty thousand dollars, and US, to clone a—that's right, fifty thousand US dollars, mm-hmm. and thirty-five thousand US dollars to clone a cat. What is the most sort of not to get into the dog cat debate, but are, are do you get more dogs or cats? We do have more uh, dog clients than than cat clients. Yes, we we do. I'd say it's probably about seventy five percent dog and twenty five percent cat at this point. When, when you look at, I mean, there's always ethical issues around cloning, and I'm sure you've answered these questions before. But but when when a when a customer comes in to ask you about ethical considerations, they're worried about cloning the, the pet that they that they've owned for so long. Um, what do you tell them? So yes, yeah, so we do have clients that have that concern. And that's 
certainly understandable. We love our pets and we want to make sure that they're treated with the utmost care. And we want to make sure that all those animals involved in the cloning are treated with the utmost care. And they most certainly are. Um, you do hear some horror stories about cloning. You know, if you, if you Google pet cloning, you see some negative things out there. And a lot of that is stemming from um, older information from 25 years ago when Dolly was cloned and it took numerous attempts, um, many, many embryo transfers, but it was a brand new technology. So with any technology, things improve and things get better. And that's certainly where pet cloning is today. So it, it only takes a few rounds of embryo transfers, sometimes just one embryo transfer and produces the puppy. And the surrogate mothers, so there, there has to be a surrogate mother involved for cloning. We're not, we're not able to just take these embryos in, a, in the dish, in the lab. So we do have to have another animal that's involved in that. So we certainly do want to make sure that that surrogate mom is treated wonderfully. And she is. Um, they are a very important part of the cloning process. So um, for this to be successful, we have to have a happy and healthy surrogate mother. And so um, they're treated very well. They live in a nice environment. Um, we've got a 24 hour a day, seven day, a day, seven day a, a week care staff that takes care of these dogs and treats them like they're their own. So they're very well loved. How are the surrogates chosen? So they're mainly chosen on size and temperament. Uh, we work with a breeder who provides the surrogates. Uh, so there is no genetic interaction from the surrogate to the cloned puppy. So it does not have to be the same breed. Um, we do want to choose a size surrogate that's going to be adequate for the puppy. So if we're cloning a Chihuahua, we're going to use a small surrogate. And if we're cloning a Great Dane, we'll use a larger surrogate. Where do you see this going from here? I mean, right now it's, as you mentioned, $50,000 US for dogs, $35,000 US for cats. Do you see this technology becoming more, more popular, less expensive as it, as it improves or I mean, as it is refined? Mm -hmm. So I certainly do see that cost coming down. Um, our initial step toward cloning that genetic preservation service is what 90% of our customers are doing right now, because that cost to clone is quite high at the moment. So they're saving those cells for um, someday in the future when that price may come down. And we expect that it will. As I mentioned, we've been cloning horses for 20 years, and the cost for horse cloning has decreased from 165,000 down to 85,000. So it's still quite high, but much less than it was before because we have refined the technology and developed techniques now that we couldn't do 20 years ago. So that's where I see the dog and cat cloning headed. I think that it will go down at some point. It's never going to be something that is inexpensive. Um, so, but I do see the price coming down in the future. I don't know the answer to this question, but is it, is it, is it legal in all 50 states? I, I don't even know what the what the jurisdictional implications in Canada would be. I imagine with livestock, it's fine. I just don't know if we have rules for pet, for, for domestic pets. So we have clients from all over the world. And I don't know of any country where pet cloning is illegal. Uh, so we certainly have clients in Canada. Uh, we just had a puppy that went back home to Canada just last week. Um, so that was the sweet little uh, puppy that you may see more and more of. But um, yes, it's certainly legal in all of the U.S. and Canada and, and most other countries as far as I'm aware. Melaine Rodriguez, it's been a fascinating conversation. Thanks you, thank you so much for sharing out what Viagen does. Well, you're so welcome. Thank you.